You are listening to Scale Your Freelancing Podcast with your host, Satya Perna. Every week, we bring you inspiring messages and interviews to help you scale your freelance business to six figures while creating more freedom than ever before. Thanks for joining us today and let the show begin. Hey guys, welcome to episode number one of Scale Your Freelancing podcast. This is your host Satya Purna and I am so thrilled over the moon to be bringing this show to you about growing your freelance business to six figures and beyond without hustling harder or without getting burnt out, right? And I'm so thrilled to be recording this specific episode particularly because I wanted to introduce myself to you guys a little bit. So what I recognized was that many of you may be completely new to my work, you've never met me before, and you might just be wondering, like, who the hell is the Satya chick? And, you know, like, what do I need to know about her to understand whether we resonate with each other, whether, whether I should be listening to her? So I figured it's probably important for you to learn about my story. So I wanted to make this introductory podcast a little bit about my story and, of course, also frame it in the context of what the show is going to be all about and what you can expect in the upcoming episodes, okay? So let's jump right in. So like I said before, hi, my name is Satya Purna and I am originally from India. So I have an Indian background, even though I may not have an Indian accent anymore. And people tell me that all the time, right? And the reason why I don't have that Indian accent anymore is because I actually moved out of India when I was 17 years old and I moved to Singapore. And Singapore has been home for me pretty much my entire adult life, right? So I've been based in Singapore for the last like 11 and a half years or so. That's where, I w- that's where I was based. And obviously Singapore is a fantastic city for any of you who have come visited Singapore, right? So like I said, I grew up in India and while I was growing up, there was always a part of me that kind of knew that I was not supposed to have a typical traditional life. I just knew that I was not built to have a nine to five job and get married and have kids and settle down at 22. Like the, I just knew that that was not going to be the life that I wanted for myself, right? So I knew that there were going to be bigger things in store for me. And of course, as a teenager, I was completely obsessed with playing tennis. So I used to compete. I used to participate in tournaments. I was a junior tennis player. And it was really fun, obviously, completely obsessed with tennis my entire childhood. Um, And I also had a really big dream of wanting to be an athlete. However, when I was 18 years old, my parents probably made the best decision ever and told me, Like, hey, you know what, you should just get an education because if you have one single injury as an athlete, it's basically game over, right? So then I obviously moved to Singapore for university. I I went to um, one of the local universities in Singapore with an information systems uh, degree. I went there for an information systems degree, right? And the truth is, I never wanted a degree in information systems. <laughs> but somehow, that's the program that they accepted me in. And I really wanted to go abroad. So I was like, okay, well, it's the next four years. Let's do it. So I somehow barely scraped through <laughs> having my information systems degree. But it really did serve me because it made me some technology savvy. It, it built a certain part of my brain. And of course, I do have the skill sets to be a programmer. Uh, although I never had the willingness to be a programmer, right? So I did that for the next four years, but it was very clear to me that that was not going to be my professional life, right? And that just became very cemented for me because I um, I got a job, an internship at a really prestigious investment bank in Singapore that you probably know of. And so I did a very prestigious six-month internship with an investment bank in Singapore in their technology department. And as I was going through those six months, it was just very clear to me 
that that was my own personal version of hell, right? That there's no way I could just go through with that. There's no way I could have just stayed in that context. Like there's just no way I could have done that. So at the end of my six month internship, they offered me a job and I declined it on the spot. And the pay was obviously pretty damn good, but I declined the job on the spot right away because it was just obvious to me that if I stayed in that job, I would have probably turned into an alcoholic and I didn't want to do that at all. Of course, I had to face a lot of backlash from my family, Uh, not particularly backlash. You could think of it as concern, right? They were obviously very supportive, but they were also very concerned that I was making a wrong decision because obviously I was 21 years old when I turned down a job in one of the biggest investment banks in the world, right? But to be honest, in hindsight, that's been the best thing that ever happened to me, right? So I turned that down and I re- obviously I had to get another job. So then I started working for a whole bunch of startups. I was working for a whole bunch of technology startups, which is something I really wanted to do at that point of time. And I just wanted to be around entrepreneurs, right? Like that was the whole idea. I wanted to be around entrepreneurs. I wanted to learn from the best. I wanted to make sure that I could capture their mindset, their way of thinking about things, the ability to take risks. And I wanted to be around people who were doing that every single day. So I joined a whole bunch of uh, technology startups and I was started working for them, doing marketing, doing sales, doing like brand development, doing uh, social media marketing, doing fundraising from investors and also fundraising from, um, from donors. So I was doing that for a whole while because I was working with, with a bunch of uh, social enterprises as well. So that's why we had donors that were funding the, the company. So for about four years, I did all of that, right? I did the marketing, I did the sales, I did the fundraising. And then at the end of the four years, what I recognized was that I just didn't want to have a job anymore. So I, I knew that it was time for me to resign and it was time for me to do my own thing. So then I started off as a freelancer and I started looking for clients as a freelancer. And that was a very interesting shift for me as well, because of course, since I was already in the in co-working spaces, I already knew a lot of entrepreneurs. I was already advising people around marketing for free anyway. I was just helping people around me for mar- with marketing for free anyway. And I just decided, hey, what if these people could turn into clients for me, right? And it was very natural progression for me because I had a whole bunch of startup founders around me and I could just tap into those networks and get clients and do that. However, I still started from the rock bottom, right? I still started charging $50 an hour. And actually, 50 Singapore dollars an hour is around 35 USD. Um, And I was literally charging around 35 to 40 USD when I first started per hour. And that was obviously a very, very low rate. And I recognized that very, very soon, right? But I started at the bottom like anybody else does. And for the first like four or five months, that was my rate. That's what I was working with. But I also worked my ass off, right? I was working with a ton of clients. And of course, you know, within the first few months, I started raising my rates as well for new clients who were coming in. So I progressively started charging more and more, but I really was busting my ass to make it happen, right? And what I recognized was that in the first one year, like my goal was that I really wanted to do six figures in revenue. So in my head, it was very clear to me, look, if I'm not doing six figures in revenue, then this this whole thing is kind of pointless, right? There's no point in me continuing to do what I'm doing if I'm not able to make six figures in revenue. So I definitely wanted that because even at my job, I was making like $50,000 a year. I was not, you know, I was not flush with cash by any means. So, but it was very clear for me that, you know, when I started my business that I really wanted to be able to earn at least six figures per year. And that actually worked out pretty well because in my first year, I ended up making around 109,000 USD Uh, in revenue. And that was obviously a big moment for me, right? It was a big moment for me. I was so excited because it was the first time I ever had drawn a six-figure salary. And of course, as a freelancer, my expenses were pretty low. 
So that was mostly profits, right? Apart from the couple of courses I invested in and whatever few softwares I purchased, it was mostly profit. And I was really excited about that. But the part that really got to me was the fact that I did, I was completely burned out, right? Because the whole idea around starting my own business was that I wanted more freedom. I didn't want to go into an office, even if it was a startup office where I could wear like jeans and a t-shirt, I did not want to go work in an office. I wanted to be able to work wherever I wanted around the world. But in my first year of business, I was so stressed out and chained to my desk and trying to get clients all the time. I was just hustling, hustling, hustling that I that I didn't have any freedom. I barely took like one, two week vacation in that year. And I was still stressed out when I went on that vacation, right? So what I recognized was that, okay, this is not working. Like this is not ideal. Uh, it, I mean, of course the finances are looking great, but it's not working for me from a lifestyle perspective. So I kind of knew that things had to change. So earlier in the in that second year of business, I started thinking more about business models, right? I started thinking about more about business models, like what needs to shift, what needs to change, what needs to be done differently so that we can scale our revenue faster. And that it was interesting because I, with just what I knew, just raising my rates and working with better clients, I could get my rates up to like, or excuse me, get my revenue up to like 12,000 to 15,000 per month. But beyond that, it was not like I was struggling to get beyond that, right? Beyond the twelve to $15,000 per month, I felt like I had hit a plateau. And at that point, I recognized that what the one thing that really needed to change, the one thing that really needed to shift was that my business model really needed to get much better, right? Like I needed to work with much better clients. I needed to charge much higher rates. I needed to get very specific about what I wanted my expertise to be and just double down on that expertise. And once I did those few major shifts in my business, I started making around $25,000 per month consistently. And that was obviously amazing. I was super thrilled, super jazzed to be having 25K months, right? And what was interesting at that point of time was that other people, other freelancers started reaching out to me and saying, hey, Satya, how do we grow our business to 25K per month and beyond? And this was about two and a half, two, two and a half years ago, something like that. When people started reaching out to me saying, hey, we really want to learn from you. How do we scale our business beyond $25,000 months? And that's when I started coaching my clients. And of course, you know, since then, my team has expanded. I have Nicole and Hank, the two amazing mindset coaches who work with me on on the coaching side of my business and who are absolutely in the best part of my team. They're amazing. And I just love working with them. Right. So then that gave birth to everything that I do in my coaching business, which is helping freelancers and solopreneurs really scale their revenue to $25,000 per month and beyond with a very solid business model so that they can finally get their freedom back, right? They can work with the people they love, do what they love, and work fewer hours for fewer clients and make more money. That's what I'm passionate about. So ultimately, that is what I want for you, right? So that's what I help my clients with right now in my coaching business. And of course, as things have evolved over the last couple of years with my coaching business, it has easily become my favorite part about my business, right? I love coaching so much because it just really gives me the opportunity to help people look at where, why they're stuck on both on the strategy side and their mindset side and really bust through that and get to that next income level. And it just blows my mind every single time when people say, Oh my God, Sadia, like I didn't know it could be so easy. Like this was the easiest week I've ever had and I have made $15,000 this week alone, right? I love hearing that from people and that's the kind of transformations that a lot of my clients have. So super thrilled, super humbled and very grateful to be facilitating that transformation, obviously for my coaching clients as well. Now, obviously my coaching business has been growing, my consulting business has been growing, 
But the thing that really changed for me in the last six months is that I have finally gone location independent. That's right, guys. I know it's been a dream for me to be location independent ever since I read the four hour work week. <laughs> I don't even know when. I think 2010 or something when it came out. Ever since I read four hour work week, it has been a dream for me to be location independent. But to be honest, I felt like in the first or in the last four, four and a half years, whatever that time has been, I, it was just not the right time for me to be location independent because there were so many things I was figuring out both on my consulting business and my coaching business, right? So staying put in Singapore felt like a good idea to me, although I used to travel quite a bit. Like I spent um, six weeks or seven weeks, almost almost seven weeks in Italy and Sweden last year, which was absolutely phenomenal. I loved it so much. Uh, but I And then I was like, hey, you know what? I want to do this for longer, right? So in the last about uh, in the last six months, I've been traveling all over the world. I've been completely location independent. I sold everything that I owned in Singapore, all the furniture, all the things. Um, and I just am now location independent with two suitcases. And it's been amazing to travel around the world in the last six months. I have been to the US and then I was in Turkey, in uh, Dubai, in India, in Thailand, in Indonesia. And right now, as I'm recording this, I'm in Vietnam. And it's been about a month in each of those places, so which is just about six months um, that we are coming to right now. And it's just been absolutely amazing to do this because I've had the opportunity to meet really cool people, other entrepreneurs who are running successful businesses as well. Of course, I'm learning so much more about myself around how I handle risk when I'm traveling abroad and how do I manage my time when there are all these uh, you know, time zone differences that I have to now accommodate every time I move a country. I'm learning so much about it and it's just been a beautiful journey of growth for me. And I'm also super thrilled because now I can share this with my community, with you guys, with my clients and really help them create that lifestyle if that's what they want for themselves, right? So yeah, that's my story in, in a very a quick nutshell. I know I've been talking for a, for a few minutes here, but that's my short story in a really quick nutshell. And of course, you know, a couple of other things that I'm really passionate about in my business is, of course, I'm looking forward to scaling my impact and giving more. Uh, but earlier this year in 2020, I we decided, my company decided to adopt 120 girls that are based in India um, and to provide them nutritious, healthy meals every single day of the week, right? And this is something that I'm very passionate about because charity has always been a big part of my my parents, uh, like the way my parents live, their value system. It's been a big part of who I am because I used to work for social enterprises as well and I used to work with donors too. And when I started my business, one of the reasons why I wanted to do it is because I wanted to get financially empowered so I can create some meaningful change in the world. So in 2020, I decided to adopt 120 girls based in India to provide them with warm, nutritious meals so that they can come to school, get an education while having a full belly. Because for a lot of in a lot of parts in India, a lot of kids drop out of school because their parents cannot even afford to pack them a lunchbox, right? So that was truly heartbreaking for me because I love food and I'm a very hungry person. <laughs> so I can't even imagine having to live in a place as a child where your parents cannot afford to send you to school because they can't give you a lunchbox. And so instead of that, you have to go work in order to help your parents make some money. So just that's just truly heartbreaking for me. And I really wanted to contribute to that cause in a meaningful way. So we've adopted 120 girls. And my aim and my goal with the end of 2020 is to be able to grow that number uh, to 1,000 girls. And I know we've just started with 120, but I know we can absolutely expand to 1,000 girls as well. And that is something that I'm so passionate about and I'm partnering with an organization in India. So going forward, that is something that I'm really excited to grow. I really want, I've always wanted to be a philanthropist. I've always wanted to grow that part of my 
uh, that part of my life and I'm going to continue to do so. But I'm also so thrilled to be working with my clients and really helping them create some amazing transformations around making more money in their business, having more success than they ever thought possible and just being, just helping them own it, right? Just helping them own it, helping them create an amazing life, an amazing lifestyle really that allows them to do what they love, make the amount of money they want to make and really be truly fulfilled and passionate. Okay. So that's what I'm, that's all what I'm all about. That's my story in a nutshell. If you obviously, if you guys have any questions, you can drop it in the comment section below, or you can find me on social media. You could just search for Satya Purna and you should be able to find me and shoot me a message. Cause I, of course I love to hear from you guys. And if you want one of my best free trainings around how to scale your business to that 15 to $25,000 per month mark, I have a free training for you. It's on my website. The link is satyapurna.com slash training. The link will be in the show notes below. So you can go check that out as well. The link to all my social media is also going to be in the show notes. So go check that out as well. Um, I'm making all of that stuff available for you. Okay. So go ahead and check it out. Say, say hi to me in social media. I'd love to meet you guys. I would love to connect with you on the DM. So go ahead and do that. And I'm so glad that you joined us for today's show and stay tuned. We're going to have so much more strategic stuff coming in the next couple of weeks. And I can't wait to share all of that stuff with you. Okay. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day and I will meet you guys here again soon. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. If you want to learn how to hit your first $25,000 month in your freelance business, join us for our free training at satyapurna.com training. That's all for now. See you in the next episode.